0: Good evening, hello, and welcome to another episode of the Runner's Shuffled Podcast. My name is Gerard Connolly, and I'm your host. Welcome back to everybody's favorite podcast, the podcast that uh, is hosted by the guy who spends a lot of time on the internet looking at results so that uh, so that you don't have to. Um, here we are, episode number four. This is, this is getting me pretty... Uh, Pretty something at this point. I mean, having fun here, enjoying, uh, I mean, I uploaded a podcast episode on, I think it was Friday, and now it's currently Sunday, and then tomorrow, Monday, is when this episode will be going out into the world of Spotify, Apple Music, all the above, and uh, yeah, so Welcome back. hope, hope, uh, hope everybody's week went well. Hope everybody enjoyed all the action that went down this weekend. There's definitely a lot of things that went on uh, between the Tyson Invitational at, in Arkansas with the Oregon men,, uh, the New Balance indoor Grand Prix, the, uh, the Phoenix track meet, um, the American Track League, there was a lot of things that went down this weekend, and uh, we have a ton to talk about. Um, so yeah, just just have have to give another quick shout out to the Israel listener. Um, you know, I. I won't. I won't go on about this every week, uh, but I do have to just give one last quick shout out to our Israel listener. You. You were the first one. You're the OG. You're the first OG international listener, and uh, I have to say you started the trend because last episode we had listeners from Spain, we had listeners from the UK, Italy, Canada. We've gone international. This. This is getting that serious. So, you know, it may only be less than 50 listeners per episode right now, but we have gone international, so this is getting extremely serious. And if you are listening and you aren't afraid to admit that you are a big name, a relevant name in the world of track and field, and you think you have a cool story to tell, um, please let me know. Please reach out to us, uh, reach out to us at, at Shuffled on Instagram uh, or email me at gpc141 at gmail.com. Um, I would love to have you on the podcast as a guest and, uh, interview you, whatever. If you're somebody who has a cool story, I just want to, you know, we could make it happen somehow. Um, and it'll help me. It'll help you. It'll, uh, help the both of us. And it'll be really cool to just get more guests on here. I've definitely been talking to people, and we have some lined up. But uh, it looks like it won't be until March that uh, I won't really have any of the guests that I've talked to um, on the podcast. So for now, it's going to be just me for now, um, and maybe some of the other runner shuffled uh, (laughs) employees uh, coming on the podcast for for the next couple weeks. So uh, either way, we're we're still doing it. We're still having fun, and. Um, really just covering a lot of content right now, or a lot of uh can't even call it content it's really just it's news it's it's big things happening in our sport and uh we're definitely seeing the effects of quarantine fitness uh that's what I've been saying i mean some people say. It's because of one thing or another, or it's because of the shoes. It's because the fall didn't have a cross country season and people weren't racing a lot. But uh, no matter what way you slice it, they're just everybody had ten months to just train pretty much. Um, there was races, but the races weren't. Um, nobody really like focused on them like they were be all end all. And uh, if people did race. It like yeah. It, it, again. It just it wasn't the the primary uh, goal for anybody. Um, so to just start off, let's just talk about that um, that the Tyson Invitational Mile that Cooper Tier took the win in a freaking ridiculous time of three fifty point 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 point. Cooper Tier with a time of 350.39, so that's a collegiate record, an Oregon record, a seventh fastest all time in the world in world indoor history, and uh, yeah, so then we had in second place, we had Cole Hawker, Oregon, 350.55, number two in NCAA history, obviously with Cooper being number one, and the eighth fastest in world history, and a... U20 world record, I've heard, so, some people were saying it's a U20 world record, but I think since he turns 20, like, this year, then it doesn't count, but I I really don't uh, know exactly how that works, Um, but either way, he's 19 years old, and he ran 350.55, so... No matter what way you slice it, that's still how it went down. Um whether or not it actually counts as a U-20 world record, it's uh I'm not entirely sure. But uh yeah, I mean he ran 350.55. So huge run for Cole Hawker, huge run for Cooper Tier, and huge run for Charlie Hunter, third place in 353.49. And uh yeah, that's the sixth fastest in NCAA history and Totally a great race by him as well, um, which is funny because, like, if – yeah, I mean, that's what m- my uh, – Michael Leary and I were talking about earlier is that if if I was their coach, like, the number one person I'd be screaming at would be Charlie Hunter because just telling him, like, hey, dude, you're getting dropped right now, but you're still running, like, an all-time performance, so please do not give up whatever you do. Um, you know, I, I, I'm curious if they knew how fast they were running – while they are running like did 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 they know with 400 to go that this was like a historical race or was it uh, that moment that he crossed that they crossed the line and you could see Cooper's Cooper tears mouth just drop um, if that was the moment when they realized how fast they were running so um, either way it's just they just look so smooth in, in that video where they're coming down to the finish line that that uh, Oregon posted on their Instagram. Um, I mean his arms just look so relaxed his you could tell his knees are driving exactly how they should be driving his hips are in a neutral position um, he's just so fast and it's it, there's a difference between running running hard and running fast and he was running fast He he wasn't it didn't look like he was running hard where he's you know, overly exerting himself. It looks like he stayed nice and relaxed and just really really fast. Um and that's how you have to do it. You have to just stay smooth and just pick up your legs and put them in front of the other it, put one foot in for the other just really fast. So uh yeah, that's how that went down and I mean, that was Friday night. Um and, and that just started the weekend of of an onslaught of records and uh, national records, collegiate records, everything you could possibly think of that just, uh, yeah, it, it, was, it was a crazy weekend of track and that definitely kicked it off. Um, so, one, real quick, one thing to note before moving on from that was that, uh, Kevin Hart tweeted about, um, Cooper Tier and the, the Oregon Mile. Uh, Kevin Hart is a fan of, of track, a fan of running and, uh, yeah, he was the comment one of the commentators at the original Nike Breaking2 project um with Eli Kipchoge and uh to to those other two guys I can't think of their names right now but uh yeah, he he was working with that project and yeah, he's he has run marathons before. He's a big fan of running so um yeah, after that happened, he re he retweeted Robert Johnson's uh tweet and just said he said whoa whoa best ever in college. My face would look like that too. Um, sometimes I forget that Kevin Hart is actually a comedian because uh I mean he's such a big name at this point in just pop culture that uh I don't know he seems like he's just a spokesperson spokesperson on so many different levels that you forget he was actually a comedian to start. Um so yeah. Just just want to move on from the, the 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 Oregon ridiculous bananas mile and talk about what was probably the most underrated performance of the week and honestly justifiably so because there was just so much that happened. But probably the most underrated performance of the week was uh, Ole Miss. The Ole Miss men had four men in the same mile, and they all broke four. It was, hold on, let me just pull it up here. We had Walid Suleiman in in uh, or first on the team. I think yeah, he was first in the race. He ran three fifty five point six zero. Then Mario Garcia Romo, his teammate, three fifty six point four six. Then Everett Schmolders. 358.73, and Baylor Frank Franklin, 359.12. So huge run by Ole Miss. Just another team putting on a really good four by mile performance. Basically, um, last week there was Virginia Tech that had five guys break four. Um, I don't remember exactly what their times were, but if I had, I- I'm pretty sure that if if Virginia Tech and Ole Miss went head-to-head in a four-by-mile. I'm pretty sure it would be Ole Miss who would take the win. Um, But if he threw Oregon into that mile, Oregon would literally destroy everybody. So, yeah, either way, um, there are a lot of teams with really good four-by-mile potential right now, which is is, is interesting to see. but yeah, that was definitely one of the most underrated performances of the week because it it, it just happened uh, kind of under the radar with everything else that was going on. Um, this this actually happened at Vanderbilt University, Ole, Ole Miss. This was at uh, Vanderbilt University for the Music City Invitational, which had other, other teams in the race. Um, it was definitely a pretty stacked field. And uh, yeah, compared to the meet, the Tyson Invitational that Oregon was at, Um, there was, there was only three people in the race, uh, with Oregon. Well, there was five, two of them were pacers, also from Oregon, but the three finishers were all from Oregon. Uh, so unlike that meet, the music city invitational actually had, I think 10 people or maybe a little bit more that were all, uh, from different teams and, and everything. So, and these Ole Miss guys, they definitely keep, uh, they they're running fast right now. They're 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 really consistent. They're they're showing up pretty hard and uh, just want to segue this from uh, Ole Miss to talking about them to talking about uh, West Fly Athletics, which which is mostly Ole Miss guys. And I think that that's perfect to bring us into the beef of the week segment, ah! where we will talk about. Uh, the the beef that went down this week, which uh wasn't a whole lot, but surprise here, no surprise here actually, that uh Westfly Athletics was at the helm of the beef um that I noticed at least. So if uh basically the main thing that went down was well, Westfly Athletics is always calling people out and and kinda of starting trouble, which is kind of interesting to see it's I I I somewhat appreciate it I appreciate somebody stirring the pot um yeah and then they show up and and I think that definitely gave them some confidence uh they they just post on their Instagram story earlier a it was uh today is Valentine's Day and uh Joey Joey Burrata from Tin Man Elite basically made a post explaining why somebody should date him and why he shouldn't be single. Um so Westfly Athletics posted on their story. It doesn't get any more beta than this. Focus on your running Joey Cheese, not your simp applications. CEO is coming for your ass. I didn't think Joey Barata's uh post was terrible. I think I thought it was at least half funny. But I guess if you're West Fly Athletics and your entire brand is based on the fact that you are alpha males, then, uh, yeah, got to do what you got to do, I guess. I guess you just got to call people out for being betas. Um, I, I'm curious how – at this point, I really, really am curious how Tim Man Elite feels about these guys. Like, it's, it's almost like – like, I know that West Fly Athletics just wants to race them but like like would like like would it get physical would 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 Joey barata or or, or would sam parsons like or any, like who who would who would throw the first punch which i definitely don't want to see but if it happened i would watch it so i yeah i don't know i just I, i'm like curious how these guys feel about westfly athletics because they can't be happy about it they can't they can't love that. They're just calling them betas all the time. And it definitely is also getting under the skin that Westfly Athletics is now also running like pretty respectable times for sure. I mean, Everett is who is the, I guess, the main guy with with, with uh, Westfly Athletics, he ran 358, which is, yeah, for for somebody in college, at, at I don't know if he's a junior or a senior. um, for, Yeah, for somebody at that point in his career he is definitely running a very good time. Yeah, he's, he's a senior. I just looked it up. And, uh, yeah, so I, I definitely don't think, like, some of these Tim Man guys are, are too happy about that. Um, like, Drew Hunter just ran 340 in the 1500 at the New Balance Grand Prix. And, uh, yeah, honestly, if, if, uh, if Everett Schmolders was in that race... In the fifteen hundred meter race, where Drew Hunter had just a bad race and ran three forty, I would, I would, I would put money down, maybe not a lot of money, on the fact that Everett Smolders would probably see Drew Hunter like dying really hard, and Everett Smolders would find something to kick and and pass him. And uh, I don't know what Everett Smolders' uh, fifteen hundred PR is. Oh wait, let's let's see right here. Oh, it's three forty four. So definitely slower than three forty, but uh, a three fifty eight. I mean, that's comparable. That's that's a comparable time to a three forty. So, um, you know, and, and and with all that said, Drew Hunter, Drew Hunter is definitely in better fitness than that. And um, I honestly have more to say about that, and and more to say about how I feel about how Drew Hunter is running later in in this episode. But uh, yeah, for now, I just want to say that um, Ole Miss is definitely stirring the pot or no can't 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 put Ole Miss's name on it uh, we'll put Westfly Athletics name on it and uh, say that they're stirring the pot and they're following it up with some big performances um, so yeah I mean the, the last bit of, of beef to talk about this week is definitely involving the runner shuffled podcast you <laughs> yours truly so If you listened to the last podcast, you probably remember the point where I called out the Peak Too Early podcast and said that if there was a beer mile against my podcast and their podcast, that we would win while drinking beer that is 7% or more of of alcohol that easily. Let me just say, easily, big capital E, um... We posted our Instagram to, to to make them know to to send the warning shot, and I don't know. It seemed like they didn't appreciate it. I I was kind of expecting more of a, um, I guess a lighthearted response. Uh, but they 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 quoted I quote quote them. They said, "So macho, period. Good for you, comma guy, period. So macho, good for you, guy." Like, oh, man, I was. I didn't, I didn't mean it to be like, I didn't mean it to be like anything mean, but if, if you're going to get offended by it, then I'm just, I'm going to have to just keep on letting you know that I will definitely beat you in a beer mile. You can keep on drinking Miller Lite, which is, you know, low calories and, and not a lot of alcohol and it's, uh, really easy to drink and I'm going to keep on drinking all my craft beer and my, my, my manly beers and, uh, and my mantra beers, if you will, um, not that that's even something to brag about, but it's just, uh, I mean, a beer is a beer, and when you're drinking Miller Lite, that's thats just barely a beer. So that, that was my bit of beef this week, that update on that. Um, don't know where that's going from here, but I really hope it goes somewhere. And then from here, I guess we might as well just start covering the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix, which was just, again... did did, it was I mean I don't I'm curious to see what the statistic is for what the statistic is for uh how many national rec like what's the record for how many national records were set in one meet because this had to be at least half or almost half of the track events were national records um Almost uh, yeah, it was all of the distance events were definitely national records, um, or had a national record. Like even the 500, I think had a, had a, bur, bur, uh, I think it was a Bermuda national record. Um, not too sure there, but um, I mean the highlight of all the national records that went down this past weekend at the New Balance Indoor Grand Prix was Ellie Perrier's 9:10 in the two mile, um, which was, I mean that if anybody who anybody who watched that race she just looks so strong the entire time and especially towards the end um her and emma coburn were just at each other at each other's throats the whole time just really just going for it um ellie purrier was trying to outrun her with everything she had and then emma coburn was uh i mean she wanted to beat her so bad you could just tell they were both being super competitive about it and uh it was awesome to see because they were running they were both running faster than uh the American previous American record of nine eighteen. Um, Jenny Simpson had that and uh yeah, Emmer Coburn ran nine fifteen and then Ellie Perrier ran nine ten. So really awesome to see that race. That was uh probably the most impressive race of the night, um, at least in my opinion. And uh yeah, what happened with that was I was watching that race at work. Um, when you watch NBC live on the computer, you need to sign into your provider. I didn't have my information to log in with, so I I, uh, I, had to watch, like, the preview. It gave you a 45-minute preview, and when the women's two miles started, it there was 7 minutes and 30 seconds left in the, 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 the preview, so it shut off, like as they were going to like five hundred to go, and then, uh, <laughs> yeah, I I was, and then I was like right when I was leaving work too, and then, um, as soon as I I like was leaving for work, I saw I just looked at my phone quick, and had uh, yeah, people were texting me saying American Record, American Record. I'm like, God damn it! So that that was uh, normally I don't mind being spoiled with that kind of thing, but that was a really exciting race, and it was it would have been nice to have seen that um, without the knowledge of it happening. Um, But even when I did go home and end up watching it, I didn't realize how much she broke the American record by, which was eight seconds. That's just such a huge race. And uh, yeah, I mean, another testament to just the past 11 months of just base training and focusing on getting better and, not having distractions of races all the time, so um kind of almost wish this this could happen every few years in a way to see just records go down like this um but yeah, we also had Bryce Hoppel breaking the uh one k record he ran two sixteen t- he ran two sixteen point two seven um. Great run by him. He's on a tear right now, and uh, yeah, I'm really excited to see how he does against the rest of the world, and uh, I think his main competition right now within the world of middle distance running is Donovan Brazier, who also set an American record uh, the other night in the 800. He ran the 800 in 141.21. He beat the American record by .01, so... it's pretty cool to see that they both set American records in their separate events. But, uh, I'm definitely looking forward to seeing when they are both in the same race competing for the same goal, um, which would obviously be to win against each other. And then, uh, whatever the record may be, if they are going for a record. So, um, yeah, it'll definitely be great to see them in the Olympics together. And, uh, Yeah, we will probably see them at the Olympic trials first and see how they go against each other then. Um, But yeah, I'm not sure what what else is coming up that they'll be against each other, but either way, it'll be a good race. Sam Tanner, he set a... In the 1500, he set uh, the NCAA 1500-meter record. He ran 334.72, which I actually didn't even realize it was an NCAA record until um, right before coming on to, to record this. It was uh, it was again another race that kind of went under the radar. There were so many big things happening over the over the weekend that uh, yeah, it, everybody kind of missed that. So yeah, he actually so he ran a faster the three thirty four point seven two was faster than Cooper Tier's fifteen hundred meter split. I don't remember exactly what it was, but I remember it was three thirty five point something. So um, the fastest um yeah 1500 meter run of the weekend and all time by a collegiate runner was sam tanner the redshirt freshman second year in college runner at uh, the university of washington yeah there was plenty of big performances uh just the night taking the the win in the two mile the men's two mile um taking the win in the men's 1500 was Ali Alihor, who uh yeah, I predicted that Ollie would get second and Jake Whiteman would get third with Craig Angles winning. And, uh, yeah, I was almost spot on there, except Craig Angles totally just had a terrible race. So, um, but yeah, I mean, uh, shout out to Traxta. Traxta said what a strange prediction that was to have Ollie and Jake Whiteman, uh, second and third. And then, uh, yeah, kudos to them for, for, uh, Owning up to their, to their, uh, or to at least just admitting that the prediction was good. I, I was honestly surprised too. Uh, when I was making that prediction, it was, it was tough to say because that race had a lot of big names in it. But, uh, yeah, I, I took a bet on Ali, Alihor and Jake Whiteman. And as it turned out, they went one two. So, um, and I was mostly basing that on the fact that, uh well Ali Hoare ran he ran that Colorado three fifty six or seven mile over the summer uh like the Colorado soil record and uh, I mean yeah I don't think anybody's touching that anytime soon so I knew he was fit and uh, he ran three thirty two for the fifteen hundred yeah Ali ran three thirty two point three five so really big for him and really big for on it's it's crazy to see that on has athletes like that right now morgan mcdonald set an australian record he ran 814.92 in the two mile and then also in the 1500 we had drew hunter um who i mean i was pretty close to putting him in that top three for my predictions i definitely kind of expected a lot more out of him and i think he expected a lot more out of him uh everybody expected a lot more out of him but he really just I mean him and Craig Angles just had terrible races and this is what I want to want to say about Drew Hunter Um, definitely a kind of a bold statement perhaps a controversial statement but I, I just think Drew Hunter would do so much better if he trained with a different group and I know that if Drew Hunter heard this he he would probably get mad because you you can just tell he's super passionate about not like not only like the brand of Tin Man Elite but just how well all those guys do on that team. He he's very invested in the success of that team and he's very invested in how that team does on a daily, weekly, monthly, and yearly basis. And he wants all those guys to grow and to. To thrive and uh, to just become the professional runners that they want to be, but to be quite honest, I mean, I just think Drew Hunter is on a whole different level when it comes to talent. I think Drew Hunter is—he, I mean, n- natural talent. I think he he's always been a harder worker than than all like a lot of runners. I think like out of all the tin Men, he is definitely like probably the most respectable one and uh yeah quite honestly I think if Drew Hunter was training with a different group a group like Bowerman or, or, or a group like that where he was being pushed in practice he was you know he had a lot of, he was he had guys to look up to he was being challenged um, then he'd probably run faster you know it's harder it's hard to lead a team like that and to pull guys all the time you know you're pulling these guys up you're pulling these guys to run faster you're pulling 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 but uh eventually you you gotta kind of realize like it's a lot harder to get better yourself when you're the one pulling everybody when maybe you could use a little bit of of somebody pulling you for once and uh yeah drew hunter definitely doesn't have that at Tim and elite i I would say he's easily the best guy on the team and uh, it shows because there are guys like i mean Ollie Hor who has Joe Klecker and Dathan Ritzenhein and uh uh Parker Stenson to train with who those guys are all like just as good as Ollie just just as good as Drew Hunter or as good as Drew Hunter should be um and yeah i mean li- li- like how good he ran um and Joe Clecker got second in the two-mile. Uh, Bowerman. I mean, Bowerman is easily the best team in the country right now. So, Drew, dude, you would do so much better on another team. I, I hate to say it, but it's true. And I guess the last thing I have to say about the New Balance Grand Prix was Sydney McLaughlin's, Sydney McLaughlin's pretty, pretty bad 60-meter uh, hurdle performance um they hyped that up pretty big they they put the spotlight on her before that race and after that race she got last place and they took the winner over to interview and they took cindy mclaughlin over and yeah i forget who won i i mean i'm obviously a distance runner so i didn't really pay attention to the uh sprints too much but yeah they interviewed the winner they're like hey did you think that was good yeah okay cool and then they just basically interviewed Sydney McLaughlin, and you could tell by the look on her face, the the winner, that she was kind of annoyed by the fact that, like, why is this girl who got last place getting interviewed? Like, I mean, obviously it's it's New Balance. New Balance sponsors the meet, it's New Balance Grand Prix. Sidney McLaughlin's, like, the face of New Balance. Um, and I'm pretty sure she's, like, the highest-paid track athlete in the world, or at least she was at one point, so... um, Got it. Got it. Like, make your money worth it. But, um, yeah. I mean, I just thought that was funny. And to be very fair, Sydney McLaughlin is not a sixty-meter hurdler. She's a four-hundred-meter hurdler, which is, um, you know, maybe if you're going from the four-hundred-meter sprint to the sixty-meter sprint, it's not as big a di- of a difference. Or it still, it still is a big difference. But um, I think going from the four-hundred-meter hurdles to the four or to the sixty-meter hurdles is a m- much bigger difference just because the 400 meter hurdles is so much more dependent on your rhythm how smooth you could be uh there's just a lot more of a finesse involved i think um while the 60 meter hurdles is it's all explosiveness it's i mean it requires that finesse and that and that uh that technical skill but um i mean the 60 meters hurdles requires just as much explosiveness as the 60 meter while the 400-meter hurdles doesn't require as much explosiveness as the 400-meter dash. So um, there's my sprinting knowledge for the week. Um, not that I have much, but at least when I see Sidney McLaughlin getting last place in the 60-meter hurdles, then I can at least make somewhat of an assessment on it. But that is pretty much all I have for this week. Um, for those of you who are curious about my running... And how my running is doing. Uh, last episode I recorded, I was definitely in a bit of a rut with just how hard this week has been um, with the winter and just training is tough right now. Um, I'm definitely feeling a little bit recovered from that, recovered from the fact that the winter is beating me up, and also recovered from uh, the the workload that I'm that I'm under right now in my training. So um, I just finished up a 78 mile week and all 78 miles of the of of that week were on concrete on asphalt on the road and uh yeah my body is definitely feeling it at this point so hopefully the snow melts soon and I can get on some trails again because my legs are just getting beat up but yeah uh this weekend it looks like there there's gonna be a sound running meet or something I'm not entirely sure not not too sure but uh you know, follow us on instagram runner shuffled at runner shuffled and uh we'll keep you updated on what's coming up and who's racing what what they're racing and uh yeah some other good stuff um all right that's all folks see you next week I'm losing it.